believe that St. Jude is made up of you, but also really getting to the heart that you each have a St. Jude story, and we want this seminar to teach you how to share that story. You're listening to the Teak Nation Podcast with Donnie Aldrich, where we strive to educate, inspire, and entertain you with tips and lessons from frauders and friends of TKE. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to this episode of the Teak Nation podcast. My name is Alex Baker. I'm the fraternity's chief information officer. Today, I'm serving as a guest host as we talk about St. Jude. Um, our partnership with St. Jude is some, something we have a ton of pride in, and we're really excited today to have three people with us. Uh, first, Nate Lehman, who is our director of fraternal health. He is our primary person on the Teak staff that works at our St. Jude relationship. And we also have Kelly McKimmons and Ashley Smith from St. Jude with us here. Welcome, everybody, to the Teak Nation podcast. Hey, Alex. Happy to be here. Guys, I've never been on a podcast before, and I'm living a dream. This is a, I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, same. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Thank you very much. So I feel like we need to start talking about St. Jude by talking about broader Danny Thomas. Uh, Nate Lehman, uh, I'm going to ask you, tell me a little bit about Danny and, and his significance and his tie to St. Jude. What, what I, I love about the story is, you know, Danny, at a, at a time when he was struggling to be, uh, to find his way, he uh, donated his last $7. Uh, he was at a church in Detroit, and, and at the time he was expecting his daughter, Marlo, who many of us uh, see on TV and commercials and, and as a face for St. Jude today. Um, was expecting his, his his daughter to come around and and uh, and so he donated his last seven dollars and and asked for some direction and for help to find his way and it was you know very shortly after that he he experienced uh, success he got a, a a paying gig and and uh, and so started him on on his journey and it was a few years later uh, he found himself in a very similar situation and and he remember remembered the prayer from you know years before and said you know i will show me my way and i will build you a shrine and he prayed to saint jude thaddeus you know patron saint of hopeless causes and and that just it was a huge turning point for him in his in his career and in his life and shortly after he experienced the success that uh, many of his generation knew him as is this big entertainer larger than life and, and everyone knew who danny thomas was and and he never forgot that promise and so uh, when it came time to figure out how he was going to build this shrine that he promised, uh, he thought, what better way than to help treat hopeless causes in children and tackle uh, cancer? Because at the time, a lot of people just wrote it off as, you know, there's not much we can do. And so he decided that he wanted to go after things that everyone else felt were were hopeless and and couldn't be helped. And so he formed this, this hospital with uh, a, a business model that is unheard of, you know, that he's not going to charge anyone a cent to go there. They, they're going to treat the world's most dangerous and deadly diseases and, and they're not going to charge to go there and they're not going to base it on a person's skin, their religion or their ability to pay. And so uh, decided upon Memphis, Tennessee in, in uh, a segregated South. And, and that was, somewhat controversial, you know? And so he, and he still said, no, we're going to treat anyone from any walk of life. And, um, and that became St. Jude. And uh, it revolutionized the way that 
the world understands, treats, and, and defeats childhood cancer. And it's just a testament to what one person can do um, despite any of their you know, formal education or where, where they came from, their background, that, that one person really can make a huge difference. And, and seeing what that has become, and it's, you know, for me, it's an honor to know that I'm in the same fraternity as Danny Thomas. Uh, he made the decision to become an honorary member when he was approached about it. And I've told guys before that um, I, I feel like our, our values and Danny's values when he formed St. Jude were just a perfect marriage. Um, and, uh, and so uh, that's, that's what I think about when I think about Danny and if there's some more, more sides to that that Kelly want to throw in. Yeah, I think, I mean, Nate, you nailed the history, like how Danny was a struggling entertainer and then pledged his life to St. Jude and was like, if you, if you help me, I will, I'll build you, I'll build you a shrine. Um, and that shrine ended up being St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And I, every time I step onto campus, I love thinking about what Danny would say if he was on campus. Um, and I like get emotional thinking about it because it like St. Jude is, it's amazing. And for those of you who have had the opportunity to be on campus, you know what I'm talking about, but it doesn't feel like a hospital. Um, I hate hospitals. I like have anxiety thinking about them. I have no reason to hate hospitals. I just do. Um, but St. Jude is not, it doesn't feel that way. I feel like you just feel so hopeful when you walk in and you see so many families smiling when that's probably the last thing that we think that they should be doing. Um, but I just love thinking about what Danny would be saying if he was on campus or what he would be saying if he, if he knew what Teak was doing right now for St. Jude. Um, that's like so inspiring to me. Yeah, uh, Danny was quoted in the 1978 issue of the Teak. I think it was a fall issue. Um, and, and Nate made a reference to it that it's the partnership between the greatest fraternity and the most miraculous research center, research hospital, something uh, close to that. I don't remember the exact quote uh, off the top of my head, but that it really was a, a landmark partnership in, in the 70s and it continued in the 80s and, and Danny was really, really involved in TKE and would show up to events and I'm sitting here in the Danny Thomas room here at the headquarters and, and above me are letters that he has written to uh, Grand Preet and I. Uh, across the wall from me is a letter that uh, past Grand Preet and Rod Talbot got when he was in college. Like there, there's a really deep connection between Danny Thomas and TKE. Um, and, and Danny was just so um, integral into the TKE mission and what we, were, we are doing as TEKS. And so the, for us to come back um, with St. Jude about a decade or so ago, that, that was a huge thing for, for TEK. And our collegiate members are just killing it. I think people, we are amazed year after year after year of the fundraising dollars that our members are, are doing. Nate or Kelly, can, can you also talk a little bit about what we've done so far? So I, I talked about 10 years there very quickly. What are some of the things, the landmarks, and as we get into kind of what's going on today, want to touch all that history, but, you know, how, take me to 2020. Sure. Uh, yeah, so we had uh, recommitted uh, formally with St. Jude uh, with a, a $1 million commitment over five years, and we were uh, really proud to have hit that uh, in about four years. So uh, almost a full year ahead of schedule. And so uh, at the time we thought we were pushing the envelope and, and decided to 
uh, start embarked on a, a $2.6 million commitment over six years to build on that success and ended up finishing that uh, almost half the time that was expected in just over three years. And so that was about RLC season of 2019 is when we completed that. And so we had some time to think about what the next commitment would be. And uh, so we had some time to build up to uh, the next commitment, which we announced at Conclave in 2019 in Orlando. And we announced to, to Teak Nation that we would em embark on a $10 million over 10 years commitment. And um, that would be the, the, the largest of any men's fraternity for St. Jude. And so uh, we're about a year into that now. And we are sitting right around 1.3 million because of that uh, little bit of extra that we had built up after the previous commitment. Our guys continued to fundraise and do amazing things. And so last year was right around 940,000. So when we added in the, the extra stuff from the previous year between the two commitments, we're sitting right around 1.3 million towards this 10 million. And we're one year in. So it's pretty exciting to see what our guys are doing and, and how, how much our members have just embraced this amazing cause. Yeah, one of those things um, that starts off every year, every uh, fiscal year for Teak is the month of September, and that is Childhood uh, Cancer Awareness Month, and, and St. Jude has a, an event, uh, multiple events throughout the, uh, the month of September called the St. Jude Walk Run, and that is such a big part for the beginning of chapters and, and alumni associations to to kind of kickstart their fundraising for the year. So, Ashley, you're really involved in the Walk Run. Can you Tell us a little bit about that and Teak's involvement and, and how people can get involved themselves. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Um, and thanks so much for that great conversation on uh, our founder, Danny Thomas. Uh, something we've been talking a lot about Danny right now is something he was really famous for saying, which was he was he would rather have one dollar from a million people uh, than a million dollars from one person. And that was what built the hospital and made it what it is today. But that's also what drives Walk Run. Um, and so St. Jude Walk Run is about everyone coming together to do a little bit and it all adding up to make a really, really big impact. Um, and Teak is a great partner in that. So Teak is a long time national team with Walk Run uh, committing to sign up teams, participants, and volunteer in our Walk Run communities across the country. So we have about 60 walk-run markets uh, that host local walk-run events, but we also have this uh, virtual walk-run for anyone that is not located in one of those uh, select city locations that would still like to participate and contribute, they could do so. That's awesome. The, it's amazing to me. I, I signed up for the walk-run um, again and, and really started uh, committing myself to to fundraising differently than I have in years past. And, and actually the, the system, the team raiser system that you have is just, it's so easy to actually do the fundraising. Can you uh, maybe give like the top three tips that you, you have for, for ways people can kind of jumpstart their fundraising? Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you asked because um, that leads us into the one thing that we are so excited about this year is we actually have a St. Jude Walk Run app. Um, and you can find that in your mobile store on your mobile device and download that. So it's really simplifying the fundraising and engagement process with Walk Run. Um, so you can manage your page, you can upload a photo, you can send out emails to members asking them to join or asking them to support you. Uh, you can post to social media 
and start a Facebook fundraiser and you can manage that fundraiser and you can do all of this right there from your mobile device. The other thing you can do that is really cool in the app is you can um, process checks or take credit cards right there from someone face-to-face -face, and that check donation will show up on your page in 24 hours. Um, and for any returning participants uh, from Walk Run, I think you know that that usually has taken a little bit of time. And so we're really, really excited, especially in the social distancing era to be able to offer that um, quick and easy upload. We're gonna be communicating and interacting with our participants throughout the month of September through this app as well. And so we'll be hosting step challenges, encouraging everybody to get out and take steps every week leading up to their 5K, whether they walk or whether they run, um, they'll be encouraged to do that. And it's really cool. Um, it will actually sync up with your fitness tracker. So your, your Fitbits and your Apple Watches, will um, the technology will connect with the app and be able to track your steps uh, conveniently for you. We'll also be hosting a virtual tour of the hospital throughout the month of September on your app. So you can take a tour um, through the halls of St. Jude right there from your mobile phone, no matter what community that you're located in. I really am always impressed with the, the work the walk run does. And I've attended them myself for six or seven years. And it's just, it's always such a great feeling and seeing how easy it is to raise, raise that money. So thank you, Ashley, for, some, for that information. I appreciate it. Also recently, in the, in the last few weeks, St. Jude hosted a conference for collegiate leaders. There were um, groups from, obviously from Teak, as well as Up Till Dawn and other collegiate programs. Um, that was called St. Jude U, and that's a, a benefit that we have as, with our partnership with Teak uh, in St. Jude, is we get to send participants. This was, you know, obviously with uh, coronavirus going on, that the, the crazy world that we live in today. Uh, it was a virtual event called St. Jude U. Um, Kelly, can you talk to me a little bit about what that program was, uh, how it benefits our membership, and, and what we've, we've even been able to see from the Collegiate Leadership Seminar, what it used to be called, um, to now, and, and fundraising increases, and, and just such a big impact. Yeah. Yeah, so these... Last week, we held St. Jude U virtually for the first time. Um, we rebranded St. Jude U from Collegiate Leadership Seminar because we believe that St. Jude is made up of you. Um, and we, it was a fun play on words because like St. Jude U University, um, but also really getting to the heart that you each have a St. Jude story. Um, and we want this seminar to teach you how to share that story. Um, and so during the last two days um, of that seminar, we got to take a virtual tour. We heard from our CEO. Um, we heard from some patients and got to hear their stories and how their St. Jude journey has affected them even into adulthood. Um, and then we also got to go through a couple of different breakouts where we learned specific fundraising tips, um, especially how to be fundraising in a very uncertain world. Um, we just never know what's going to happen next or how how our fundraising is gonna be disrupted next. Um, and so I found those breakouts really helpful as to, um, how, to keep, how to stay on your toes when you're looking to support St. Jude. Yeah, Kelly, the impact too of St. Jude U and the Collegiate Leadership Seminar for years has just been fantastic. Nate, can you talk to us about some of, the, some of what you've seen in fundraising increases and awareness, participation, uh, people that are getting those St. Jude moments because they've, they've been able to experience the hospital. Uh, talk to us about what that program, that uh, educational session is like. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've been uh, partnering on the, the CLS St. Jude U uh, for the past six years now. This was our sixth go around. And every single year we've been able to increase our attendance to this. And what we've seen is, is our guys that, that come back from that are just inspired to uh, make a difference and get their chapter motivated to support St. Jude. But they're also armed with the tools to be successful. And a lot of that comes from participating uh, for the last few years in a no more cancer rally. And so they get to see what that looks like and hands on participate do it, they go through the steps. And the cool thing is that when you're, when you're doing this, the, the No More Cancer Rally, you're going through all the steps that you should be using on your Team Razor page. And so they're seeing firsthand like, oh, I should be customizing my URL, put a profile picture in, you know, send some texts with my link and, and post to, to Facebook or, cause that's where, you know, your, your family is that's gonna donate, right? Like our, our collegiates might not be as active on Facebook, but their, their parents and aunts and uncles are. And so, it gives them the tools to do it. So then they go back to their chapters and they know what they, sh they should and can be doing with this amazing tool. And we've seen chapters come back and with, with one person going to this conference, be able to double, triple, quadruple or more. Like our guys at Louisiana Tech went from raising $2,000 a, a year, I guess it'd be two years ago now, uh, to raising 20,000 this past academic year. You know, it's, it's raising 10 times as much money as they had the year before by just taking the tools that they learned at this conference and applying them. And there's a little extra motivation along the way and being inspired and seeing the campus and that kind of stuff. But, but really, it's, it's learning from one another. It's taking those tools, applying them, and, and just getting excited about it and having some fun with it, you know. And, and it, it comes through in, in a multitude of different ways, like participating in the walk run, organizing a chapter event, if up till dawn is on their campus doing that, or organizing a teak week, you know, and so it, it comes through a, a multitude of different ways. But at the end of the day, it's, it's giving them the tools to be successful. And, and also some, some motivation and inspiration to do so. Yeah, and Nate, you said um, something super important that I think is one of like the most powerful pieces of St. Jude U is learning from each other. Um, I love seeing hundreds of collegiates in the same room supporting the same cause in so many different ways. And my favorite part is coming back afterwards and having these debrief conversations with students and then saying like, oh, I heard this from another school and I think we're going to try it. And we, we switched contact information. And so um, we'll be reaching out to each other throughout the school year. And those schools have stayed in contact and are supporting each other as they support St. Jude. Um, and adding like a little competition in there with each other. And I think, I think that's the most powerful part of this conference is that you learn from so many other students who are supporting St. Jude in so many different ways. Yeah, and, and to Kelly's point, you just reminded me that, you know, if, if groups want to learn from other people who have been successful, there's another Teak podcast episode that was uh, put out last month in July uh, from our guys at Virginia Tech. Uh, and and Cole Connor, our Collegiate Advisory Committee Chairman, interviewed them. Uh, his chapter did pretty well as well this past year. And so if you're looking for insider tips and secrets, go check out that episode as well from, from our guys that have done phenomenal work for St. Jude over the last uh, five, six, seven years. Uh, they, they're doing some great things and they're willing to share their secrets. So go check that episode out if you haven't already too. One other thing you mentioned, Nate, that is 
just, uh, I think is a gold mine that uh, was developed recently. We unveiled it uh, officially at Conclave in Orlando is the, um, the St. Jude No More Cancer Rally. And so um, Kelly, I'm gonna start with you. And if you can give us kind of a background of that, because what I think we are seeing at, at Teak Nation, a lot of times our members wanna hold a big event, right? And they want to do a car smash or they wanna do the, you know, this thing that, takes them hundreds of hours to do and then it it doesn't produce the results they want and then they end up just giving up and the the uh, no more cancer rally is just such a cool fun uh easy option so kelly can you give some background about what a no more cancer rally is and, and how people can learn more about that yeah um that's exactly how the no more cancer rally was born because we noticed so many chapters um, doing these events that had such a low return on investment and they were just getting really down on themselves, which is valid. And so we came up with this, um, with this idea to have a party while learning how to fundraise. Um, and so the No More Cancer Rally is actually parallel to a No More Chemo Party at the hospital. And so a No More Chemo Party is um, a patient's end of treatment milestone. And so obviously, when a patient is diagnosed with cancer, their treatment can last anywhere from a year to three years. And that when you are two years old, that's half of your childhood. And so that can seem like a really long time. A lot happens in those three years. Um, and so obviously we want to celebrate the fact that they're done with, with their treatment and that they get to go home and live normal lives um, and that they don't have to come back to St. Jude as much as they did. So that party, um, their whole patient team is invited. Everybody who has ever touched that patient at the hospital, their physical therapists, their child life specialists, their doctors, their nurses, their family, their friends, everybody um, gets to come to this party and they all sing this cute little song um, celebrating the fact that they are, they're done and that they're gonna be missed at the hospital. Um, and what I've heard from a lot of patients is that that party is actually pretty bittersweet because while it means that they're done with their treatment, that means that they're, they also get to leave the hospital, which for some patients is hard um, because that's where they grew up and that, that place ended up becoming their, their second home, like a place that they really loved. Um, but we, we celebrate that with our patients by hosting this No More Cancer Rally to celebrate all that St. Jude has done and all that they will do. Um, and the goal is to teach you how to fundraise while fundraising. Um, and these No More Cancer Rallies raise significant amounts of money. Um, we say on average they raise $150 per participant. Um, and so if you have only 10 participants in the room, that's a significant amount of money in just an hour. Nate, you were able to witness, we also did, uh, obviously did it at Conclave, we also did it at the regional leadership conferences in February. Uh, what's, what's the excitement, what's it like being in the room of a rally? Um, well, there's, there's nothing like it. You know, I, I've been to uh, every conclave since 2005, and it's easily one of the highlights of my conclave experiences. Uh, being on the staff side, it, it just the excitement, the energy in the room, and then hearing from so many people afterwards how it was their personal highlight of conclave. And it just, it was, it was so cool. And, and like Kelly said, there, for the participant side of things, there's no real work beforehand. They just, they show up. The biggest thing is getting people in the room. And then the MCs run through 
as as Kelly said, it's it's a it's a program that's all it's scripted for you to to do as long as you've got some MCs that are high energy and and willing to to practice once or twice beforehand, you're you're good to go. And and it's just it's high energy. It's so much fun. There's competitions and uh, spirit challenges throughout the way to earn points and, and earn prizes and, and stuff at the end. Um, and and at Conclave, we were able to raise over twenty six thousand dollars in that one hour, you know, because our, our guys were posting and, and that happened over the course of a few days, just from residual, you know, people finally seeing the post a couple of days later and then donating. Uh, and then we, with that success, we decided to, to do it at all four RLCs. And through that, we raised over $51,000 as our members did, you know, as participating in that. And so uh, again, those, those participants didn't do anything up beforehand. They walked into the room and then the MC started working, working the crowd and having them do tasks and, and doing these challenges. And so it, it works the same way for our chapters. We've had chapters do it uh, just with their chapters at, at members at a meeting. Um, they've also had campus ones. So it's, it's pretty easy to, to orchestrate and it's a lot of fun. It's one of the more high energy things. And, and really, you know, for the participants, it's one hour, you know, you're not dedicating uh, hours and hours and hours and days leading up to this thing, you know? And so uh, it's, it's very fun way to do it. We did a virtual one for St. Jude U. And so it, it was really cool for that too. So um, very cool, very easy to do and a lot of fun. So with coronavirus, you know, obviously we went, Nate, as you talked about, we had these rallies that were in person and very quickly, they almost, because of how turnkey they were, they very easily transitioned to be virtual. We had tons of groups, Virginia Tech, Houston, that you've mentioned already, that just were able to turn those events on very quickly virtually. Uh, Ashley, how does that, how does this impact the walk run in September? We're, you know, roughly 30 days away from it starting-ish. So, you know, talk to me about how, how this is going to impact. Now, I appreciate you asking. Um, and unfortunately, we've come to the decision um, in the St. Jude Walk Run world that um, bringing thousands of people together physically is just not in uh, the health and safety and the best interest of our participants or our communities. And that's our top priority. So we've made the decision um, that the St. Jude Walk Run events will um, be delivered in a virtual format. Um, but I was talking a little bit earlier about the St. Jude Walk Run app, and that's something that we're really, really excited about in using uh, to be able to allow not only participants to fundraise, because that is uh, what St. Jude Walk Run helps us do, raise funds and raise awareness, um, but also how we can have a 5K and use that app. So the way that our 5K experience is going to work is that participants will be able to uh, tune in to their local market um, St. Jude walk around opening ceremonies on their event weekend. Whatever that event weekend um, was will be when uh, those ceremonies will be kind of promoted and available. So they'll be able to attend the opening ceremonies just like they would at a regular walk around event and then they'll be encouraged to go for a walk or run uh, whatever works for them in their community, in their neighborhood, down their street, wherever they might be located. They'll go through a start line, a finish line, and they'll be fed really cool avatars along the way that relate back to the hospital. Um, so one example of that, I don't want to give them all away, is the wagon and the red wagons and what those mean at the hospital. 
So those are actually our way that patients can get around campus um, and they can go from appointment to appointment or down to lunch and kind of um, have a little ride along the way. So as people walk through their uh, 5K, they'll be kind of interacting with these avatars. And so if anyone is familiar or is a Pokemon fan, it is gonna feel like that. So you're gonna see these things on your screen in front of you down whatever street you may be walking in. Um, and then you'll go through the finish line that will be very similar to like oh, the confetti that we throw at a no more chemo party um, and really celebrate the fact that you finished your 5K in honor of the kids of St. Jude this September. Um, so it's second best to not being able to be in person, um, but we are really, really excited about it. That's so cool. I like, I didn't even know that that was the thing. I'm so excited about that. So with that announcement, Ashley, that, you know, that's, I'm glad you uh, saying you'd made that announcement. That's an important um, health and safety concern, I think, for a lot of people right now. Nate, how does that affect Teak? How does that impact us and, and our ability to participate? Yeah, Alex, it, the, the neat thing, I guess, with, with that announcement is it actually makes it much easier uh, for our members to participate because even though there always was a virtual option, it's, it's even, you're gonna get the same experience everyone else would have, right? And so uh, one of the um, new things this year that, that hasn't been shared yet is that there is no registration fee. And so there's, there's no hurdle for, for any of our, our guys, whether alumni or collegiate to get registered. Uh, you absolutely can make a, a personal donation to your page to get your fundraising started, but um, there, there is no registration fee. In the past, you had to have a code to register uh, at no cost. And so, um, you know, regardless of where you live, like you can, you can register for any of the events. You know, if you're in the Northeast somewhere, you can register for Miami, or if you're in the Midwest somewhere, you can register for the LA and do it virtually. Uh, or you can just do a, a general virtual team. And, and so you're going to have that same experience. And so for our guys that are participating, um, we would obviously still recommend following your local health guidelines. Uh, but if, if you want to get together on, on a day in September and, and go walk a, a local track, maybe on your campus, you could do that. Or if there's a, a favorite hiking trail that, that you have near you that you want to go do a few miles, or if you're an avid runner and you're like, you know what, 5k isn't enough for me. I want to go do a half marathon or a marathon. You could do that. You know, make, make your walk run your own and do something cool with it, you know? And, and so the, the, the app is still going to be new and helpful and, and all the tools are there. You can still do all the fundraising and, and still have that celebration at the end of your fundraising by uh, if it's safe to do so, get together with your brothers and go walk somewhere on campus. And, and maybe it's with other groups on your campus that are doing it as well. But um, that's really how it's going to impact our guys is that, um, you know, they're, whether they do it virtually on a, just a general virtual team or on a market virtual team, they, they're going to have the same experience as everyone else this year. That's such a good point. And our alumni as well and alumni associations have been creating teams and doing uh, walk runs themselves, you know, and uh, Pat McElroy is a, a member to highlight who's, he walks a hundred plus miles up to his walk run and he, he's been training regularly and fundraising and that, our DC Alumni Association does some fantastic fundraising as well. So it doesn't just have to be collegiate members doing the fundraising. It can be alums, it can be associations, it can be just individuals as well. So Ashley, you talked about the red wagons and every time I've gone to the hospital and that's 
probably a dozen times at this point, those, those wagons just touch, touch my heart and are so such a cool way to transport patients through the hospital rather than hospital beds. And that's just, that's just such a terrible experience. So the, the experience at the hospital is so cool. What are some other, uh, Ashley, some other favorite spots about the hospital that, that you have when you've walked around on the tour? Sure, so I really love um, our ABCs of cancer wall. Um, and to tell you a little bit about this, I mean, you'll be able to see it one on the virtual tour that you'll get to take in September through your mobile app. Um, but this wall is kind of decorated with patient artwork and um, it kind of highlights the, the alphabet and what does cancer mean to a patient or to a patient's family member um, who's kind of going through this journey with them. And it's a really good reminder and a really good kind of outlet for our patients um, on the ABCs of Cancer Wall. It's right by the cafeteria. So in normal years, in non-pandemic years, it's a really high traffic area and it feels like a really kind of, um, it's almost like a community gathering spot if you will, um, and a bright, a bright light in a dark time for a lot of families. Kelly, would you, would you add anything to the, the cancer wall? I don't think so. Um, I've, I'll share my favorite spot if, it's, if I can, but my favorite spot is the K Cafe. One, because I love food. Um, but two, because I just love the idea that that's the one cafeteria in the hospital. Um, and so also on the hospital campus is our national executive office where we do all the fundraising for St. Jude. And that cafeteria is where we eat. Um, it's also where the doctors eat. It's also where the patients eat and their families. Um, that's, everybody eats there, the one cafeteria. And I, that was Danny's dream to have everybody in the same spot. He didn't want anybody, he didn't want one cafeteria for like the high up doctors. He didn't want one cafeteria for the patients. Um, he wanted everybody together in a dining room like you would at home. Um, I also love that they, they spend so much time tailoring specifically to the patients. Um, one of my coworkers was a, a patient at the hospital and she told a story the other day that when she was a patient, um, she went through the pizza line and asked for pepperoni. And the chef was like, okay, here's a pepperoni pizza. And she was like, no, I literally want a bowl of pepperonis because that's the only thing that tasted good. <laughs> and every day after that, they had a bowl of pepperonis waiting for her because that was the only thing that she wanted. Um, I had never heard that story before. And I was like, that's so sweet. Like, that's su such a sweet thing that you, like so much else is going on, but it's so thoughtful to just have a simple bowl of pepperonis waiting for you for lunch. That's amazing. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think you told me that story before. I. I've eaten at the K Cafe a few times, and uh, I've I've always very impressed with the food and and the options. It's you can always get some some good stuff. There's Starbucks right across the way too, which is always helpful as well. Nate, what about you? You've been to the hospital probably as many times as I have. So, uh, what are some highlights for you? Yeah, that's it's easy for me. It's the the patient art uh, hallway. Uh, you get to see a, a sneak peek into. Uh, their their lives a little bit and what they're thinking and and everything from light lighthearted um, pictures of dogs or flowers or mountains to really deep like soul uh, emotional pieces that just stick with you 
and everything in between. And so getting to see that uh, peek into their mindset is just uh, amazing. Uh, and it, it just, it sticks with me until the next time I get to go and, and get to see the, the new pieces of artwork. And, and it's, it, for me, that's always my highlight anytime I go visit the campus. Another thing that's always really cool too is Danny's the bust of Danny and the Hall of Flags. Uh, Ashley, can you talk to me a little bit about what that is like and the reason for all the flags and and the uh, the shiny nose of Danny Thomas as well? Yeah, and I'm so glad you asked because I was like second guessing my ABCs of cancer wall, and that was another really significant part of the hospital that resonates with me. So um, the Hall of Flags and, and those flags represent all of the employees at St. Jude and the countries in which they hail from. So we've got a really diverse population of employees at the hospital, but also researchers. And I think that's a really important thing to highlight, especially when we're talking about Walk Run. Um, Walk Run is a pediatric cancer awareness event. So how we treat St. Jude families here at Memphis, but our research goes far beyond that. Um, and the research that we do is saving children's lives everywhere. And if you didn't already know, we actually freely share all of our research um, with institutions across the country. Uh, to save more children's lives. Um, and so we're really, really proud of that, that we do that, and that um, we are trying to get as much information out there possible uh, to push us closer to a cure. Um, and so whether St. Jude is, um, well, St. Jude is in Memphis, Tennessee, but our research is everywhere. Uh, so, and then Danny Thomas's head, which is a bust right there in the um, hall, has uh, his nose is rubbed off. And so it is kind of a urban legend or a nice little um, uh, moment that we have on the tour where everybody rubs Danny's nose for good luck. Um, and everyone's encouraged to do it. And I actually remember being on my interview uh, with Al Stack for the very first time and I <laughs> rubbed the heck out of his nose and I got the job. So I really do think it works. I have heard of um, patients who before their treatment, they would go in and rub Danny's nose because they, they know it's good luck. So it's for everybody. It's always amazing to me, every time I go uh, on a hospital tour, I find out something new and cool. And there's just the subtle little touches, right? And uh, one of the stories I heard was the, the statue of St. Jude out front. There was a little kid who donated, you know, change. They didn't even have a dollar to their name, right, as, as a ch young child, but they wanted to contribute. And those uh, coins are actually in the actual statue. And so, like, that's just a cool little subtle touch um, that, and that happens throughout the whole hospital. So, uh, I'm really appreciative of all of your time today. Nate, I want to close here with you, um, and I want to talk about kind of next steps. What can people do? Where can they go get resources? How can they learn about Rally? How can they sign up for Saint, uh, the Walk Run? How can, they, how can they get involved? How can they learn some more of these stories? What resources do we provide at, at teak.org? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, a long list and I'll do my best here. Uh, so first of all, the Walk Run, uh, we've made it really easy for them. They can go to teak.org slash walk and that will take us to the, the main uh, partner page so they can create a team or register there and get started and, and we would love for you to do that right now There are team challenges coming down the pipe here in the next in the coming weeks 
And so you got to be registered in order to take part in those. So, so get registered, uh, slash walk. And as soon as you are invite the rest of your, your chapter brothers and invite them to join your team. Uh, we have a number of resources, including, uh, some St. Jude ones at, uh, teak.org slash guides. And so checking those out, we have a, a St. Jude guide as well as a philanthropy guide, uh, that we are, are currently going through right now and updating. So, um, watch for those updates. Uh, Kelly and I are our resource. Uh, we, we work with uh, all the Teak chapters every day. And so we are here for, for all of those guys, whether they're alumni or collegiate members, uh, you can email St. Jude at TKE.org and that'll get to us. Um, and we are, we're always excited to, to help our guys work through their plans to be successful and, and add in uh, little tips and tricks that we've picked up along the ways in, in our work of supporting all these amazing efforts for St. Jude. Um, we also are working on a, another webinar coming out later this month uh, to, to again, touch on other St. Jude pieces in addition to the walk run. So a um, lot of stuff coming out. Uh, your regional team is also a resource for you as well. Um, but if you ever have questions, reach out to us. We're here for you. And we want to see you guys be successful and help you in this uh, amazing partnership that our guys have just really latched onto and embraced. Fantastic. We also can't forget about teak.org slash St. Jude. Um, there's a wealth of resources there as well. All of the stuff you mentioned is fantastic, but we list out history all the way back of the partnership. We've got some great videos and testimonials. Um, uh, Frater John Rose uh, from Memphis, he's a, a Pi Epsilon Teak. He tells his story at Conclave and, and he was part of the announcement of the $10 million commitment. So it's fantastic. Well, this concludes this episode of the Teak Nation podcast. I want to thank my guests today, Nate, Kelly, and Ashley. You all have been fantastic. I really, really appreciate your time. The, the big thing that to remember is now is the time to take action. Go register for the walk run, teak.org slash walk. That walk run is happening in less than a month. Thank you so much for listening. And make sure to subscribe on all your favorite podcast channels make sure you don't miss the next episode.